Welcome back to the Alright Let's Talk podcast where we talk about anything and everything. Today's episode, we're going to discuss cancel culture. So, I have like three big points that I want to make in today's episode. The first being, let's talk about mistakes. You know, because people make mistakes. We are flawed. We're going to mess up. We don't know, you know, all the rules to the world yet. We don't know you know, tomorrow something else could change, especially, oh my gosh, especially in this COVID era, you know, one day you're set to do this and the next day that's completely incorrect and harmful. You know, the rules are always changing. They're always shifting. So we're going to mess up. We're going to make mistakes. We're not going to say the right thing at the right time. What I'm more concerned with, with this cancel culture is the inability that people now seem to have to make those mistakes. We don't make room for people to make mistakes anymore. You know, we don't, we don't make room for people to grow, to learn from their past, to learn from things that might have been said out of ignorance. You know, we don't, we don't have that space for people anymore to, to do those things, to grow, to make those choices and mess up and try again and learn and, you know, apologize. Oh my goodness, the, the, The benefits of a good apology are far greater than the benefits, I think, are far greater than the benefits of, you know, constantly calling people out on things, constantly canceling things. You know, I always look to Kevin Hart in this kind of situation with mistakes. You know, he has said some very, very homophobic, very, you know, incredibly hurtful things in the past. And I don't support those ideologies at all. But what I am supportive of in the situation is an interview he did with Ellen. He had said, you know, she had, she brought him on and he, they were talking about, you know, these, these tweets that he had had and he was supposed to host the Oscars that year and he respectfully like declined. He was like, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm the, the Oscars basically said, you know, either we can't have you as a host or you have to make a public apology. And he told them, you know, don't have me host then. And it wasn't because he didn't want to apologize. And this is the key point that I think people missed in that whole thing. It wasn't because he didn't want to apologize. And he's explained on Ellen, it was because he had already apologized for these things. Those tweets were from like six years prior. He had already been called out. He'd already been canceled. He, he already apologized. And he explained all this. He's like, I don't want to have to keep apologizing for things that I've already apologized in the past for. You know, I don't want to keep apologizing for the mistakes I made at a younger age where I was more ignorant. I wasn't as informed, you know, and I think we as a society are holding people to that kind of standard of you have to constantly make up for everything that you did wrong. You know, you constantly have to make up for for everything that you said ignorantly at 12, 14, you know, even 7 and 8, 16, 19, 24, you know, till the rest of your life, you're going to have to make up for these things because we can't forgive you. I think that's a big thing is is people make mistakes and people still deserve forgiveness. You know, forgiveness is is not, you know, saying, oh yeah, totally fine that you said that thing that was really, really hurtful and insensitive. Absolutely okay. Continue on. No, forgiveness is saying, you know what, I recognize that you don't know any better and I recognize that that's something that you're going to have to work on if you so choose to, but I also recognize that I'm not going to hold this on any longer because it's really in the end only hurting myself and that's not something that I need to carry anymore you know I I always heard that not forgiving somebody is like expect is like you know you having a bottle of potion you drink it or potion poison you drink it and then you expect the other person to die 
because you're the only one that's still being hurt by this, right? So the person says something insensitive, you, you know, call them out on it. You say, oh my gosh, that's so horrible. How could you do that? You're a terrible person. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Didn't realize it didn't mean it for it to come off that way or whatever, right? And so they're like, oh, I think we're cool now. I apologize. I recognize I'm working on it to do better, right? And you're still there. Well, I can't trust that because you said X, Y, and Z four years ago. And do you still mean that? I don't know. And they're like, well, I've made these improvements. And you're like, well, I can't trust that because you said that four years ago. And it's it's kind of under the notion of people can't change, which I think is completely incorrect. People absolutely can change. You change all the time. All the time. Think about where you were, you know, probably a little bit more free and happier. But, in, you know, January of 20, 2019 or October of 2019 or March of 2019 or whatever part of 2019 you want to remember to where you are today. You've changed, whether for the better or for the worst, but you've changed, right? So people can change. People can make different decisions. People can move on and make a different choice in life. And that's okay. And that's also a thing I think our society needs to work on is changing your opinion, changing your mind, doing something differently. It's okay. You're allowed to do that. And especially you know, and I'm not going to get into all the systemic issues, but the general idea of America, right, is that you have the freedom to go and make those choices. I could wake up tomorrow and say, you know what, I think I want to try, you know, being a barista. Or I think I want to go, you know, dye my hair blonde. Or, you know, even something more serious. I think I want to, you know, try practicing this form of religion. You know, there's there you you're allowed to make those changes. You're allowed to go do those things as long as you do them, you know, with curiosity, with respect towards whatever you're going to, understanding that you're learning. You know, I think we we need that ability to make those changes to to take back what we said and and do better. You know, the only way that we can do better is if we look from what mistakes we made learn from them and keep going and we might need to relearn that lesson a hundred times you know we might need to mess up a hundred times till we're able to learn that lesson but we need people to be patient with us with that and people really aren't going to be patient and here's my little sprinkling of jesus the only person that really can be that patient with you is god um that's my belief is that you know humans are always going to disappoint but god won't disappoint he's always got your back he's patient enough to to realize that you're going to mess up and disappoint him and he's cool with it he still loves you you're still good you're still a child of god you know and i think if our society kind of went with that mentality of you know they're still a person they're making mistakes i'm glad that they're learning though i'm glad that they're they're educating themselves and maybe you can even help them educate you know maybe they'll come to you instead of you know, think about it. If somebody says something so insensitive and hurtful, right? And everybody just calls them terrible names, calls them out, calls their work, their family, you know, trashes their their business or their house even, threatens them, you know, they're not going to want to make any more statements about anything, good or bad. You know, they're not going to want to educate themselves and grow because they don't feel like it's okay or safe to because in the growing, you're going to mess up. You know, we look at kids in school who are learning fractions. I hate fractions. I still hate, I still don't get them. But right, so so somebody, you're teaching a class of fourth graders how to do fractions. They're not going to get it on the first try. You, you're not going to do one lesson and be like, okay, everybody, you, you understand fractions now? Awesome. Let's move on. 
they're going to need a few more tries to, to, to mess up, to work it out, to learn. That's how people learn. You know, they get a concept, they try it out, they mess it up, they try it out again, they work on it, and then they get better. But we don't give people that space to get better anymore. You know, we don't give them that room to grow, to change, to, to have a different mentality. Our society seems to be set up to just attack people. You know, and not just the idea that they had saying, hey, that thing that you said was insensitive because of this. We say, hey, you're a terrible person. Immediately we write off who they are as an entire person based off of one thing that they said. Now, granted, if it's like the 500th thing that they said about this insensitive topic and you have said, hey, you know, this isn't really cool for you to post, unfriend them. Don't follow them anymore. Mute them. But like the idea that somebody can say something, not mean it at all in in a hurtful way at all and people are just like you know what i'm done with you goodbye you're a terrible person that person's not gonna want to they're they're not even gonna know what they did wrong because they don't think they did anything wrong you know it's 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 a good balance of holding people accountable for their mistakes but hold giving them room to grow in their mistakes you know and it's, and it's not our job as people to police everybody i know that's a sensitive word but but it's not our our job to sit there and say I'm gonna watch everybody else because here's the thing when you point one finger at at somebody you have three staring right back at you you know just as much mistakes as they make you make mistakes too you know they might not be in your mind as bad as xyz but you still make them you still hurt people people will hurt people no matter how much you don't intend to hurt somebody you will and I guarantee you'll say something insensitive too and one day you'll wish you know I didn't mean it that way and I hope somebody can extend you know kindness and respect which is my next point you know and to me in that mistake and I think you know we everybody deserves that kind of kindness and respect everybody deserves the ability to say, you know, I messed up, I didn't know, I'm sorry, and have that met with a forgiveness, a kindness, a respect, and, you know, somebody there to help them understand what to do better. You know, we, the golden rule, guys, treat others the way you want to be treated. I mean, I've learned that since I was a kid. You know, if I I want to make a mistake, or I don't want to make mistakes, but if I do make a mistake, I would want that to be met with kindness you know, and respect and love and say, hey, I don't think you intended it this way, but this is how it sounds. And that is hurtful. Or, hey, I don't think you're a bad person. But these kind of actions that you're taking make me believe that this is something that, you know, you don't agree with or that you think, you know, very strongly about is this true? Because for me, this is a very personal subject and have those conversations with people you know it's important to have those conversations and if somebody really is coming at you personally and making everything very personal or you just feel very overwhelmed take a break from social media you don't need to make a whole long post of i'm going off of the internet nobody contact me if you really need me my true friends have my number what don't do that you don't need to nobody needs an announcement that you're leaving just don't post you know just say, hey, it's it's okay. It's actually, it was normal once in a while to not be on Facebook every day. Shockingly. I know, I forget that too. Um, but if somebody's really blowing up your news feed with horrible, terrible things that are just, you know, tr- so, I hate the word triggering, but 
triggering or they hit a sore spot to you, um, you can mute them. You can unfriend them. You can block them. That's, that is okay. You are allowed to cultivate your social media feed to represent what you value and what you like. And we should. Why would we follow things that don't represent our own values, you know? I, and, and that's where I get into like kind of another sub point here is, you know, I do believe in acknowledging and learning from and staying connected with people who think differently than we do, but that doesn't mean we need to expose ourselves to that every day in, in heavy amounts. So, you know, a podcast that my friend shared with me um, this week was called The Game is Rigged. It was by Bethel Church, um, and Eric Johnson was the speaker, and it basically talks about how, you know, life, our society set up with no plan of uh, redemption, restoration, or healing at all like that was the whole theme of the the podcast and it really sat with me because he was talking about how our society has rules and and winners and it's a killer be killed kind of mentality and i so agree with that like somewhere somebody made up rules for social media and didn't tell anybody and we're still all trying to figure it out you know it used to be that facebook facebook started off as a way to rate you know your classmates now it's a place for political fights like how did it go from one to the other you know, Twitter used started off as a journalism app where people were able to just hit quick, you know, witty responses or news flashes or tweets, basically. And now it's, you know, a place full of canceling and, you know, terrible jokes. People do horrible things to each other on Twitter. Twitter is either the best place ever or not fun at all. You know, Instagram used to be just a place where you posted pictures of your food. And now it's a place full of, you know... MLMs and bloggers and fashionistas and Instagram models are a thing. Instagram models. That wasn't a term 10 years ago. In 2010, if you said I'm an Instagram model, you nobody would know what you're talking about at all. Like at all. And I just think like there's there's these rules that we have to go by in society, but nobody tells you what the rules are. And by the time you have it figured out, they're completely changed, you know? And so, you know, canceling has a long and lasting effect on people personally, but also in a career, in their own lives, for a quick error in judgment. You know, you accidentally double tap the wrong picture on Instagram and suddenly your whole career's over. You know, it's, and, and social media, he talks about it as this kind of mob with no purpose until you give them a purpose and and they will force you to play by your by the rules you know and i see this so true with like um some of the people i follow on instagram that are very much very in the body positive kind of uh community there are still so many as, as many people as there are praising them and saying oh my gosh you're so brave first of all why are they brave for being normal we'll get into that in another episode but there's so many other people that are saying this isn't necessary why are you posting about this stuff this isn't what i want to see how dare you do x y and z you know we have some you know quote unquote influencers who don't post about politics they keep that part of their lives private because that's not that's not part of their brand or their genre right and then you get people saying well, why aren't you posting about politics i don't know who you're voting for i assume you're voting for this person why don't you post about politics anymore or at all. And then you get the 
the influencers who do post about politics and then they're losing followers because they're too political. They're too involved. I just wanted to watch you, you know, make cookies. I didn't want to hear about who you're voting for. You know, and, and a great example is Taylor Swift, especially. I know if people aren't Swifties, that's your own thing. I'm a big Swifty, but you know, for the longest time, she didn't get involved in politics because all of her management was like, just don't do it, like avoid it at all costs, especially like, you know, if you watch her documentary on Netflix where she's like, they kept telling me you don't want to be like the Dixie Chicks because, you know, Dixie Chicks called out President Bush and they got canceled really bad for that one. Um, now they're back and they have a great album or they go, they go by the Chicks now. Um, and they have a great new album out, but Taylor Swift was talking about, you know, oh, oh, we don't want you to be like that. We don't want that to happen to you. And so people assumed, though, because she was white, tall, blonde hair, blue eyes from the South, that she was a hardcore Republican. And she's not. She's very much a liberal person, a very much a Democrat. She just posted a picture of her with Biden and Kamala Harris uh, cookies. You know, so it's the, if you don't do it, you're judged. If you do it, you're judged kind of mentality. You know, and the, and as you know eric johnson said the mob will force you to play by these rules you're either going to post about it and be judged or you're not going to post about it and be judged but either way you're going to be judged you know and, and at the end of this podcast he's talking about how the most important thing out of all of this that we can get from it is communication is key you know choosing your words effectively but choosing your words right as well you know connecting with people as as safely and you know as well as we can in these kind of times but connecting with people and having open and honest conversations you don't have to agree with a word they said but having a conversation is a great starting point you know my professor in college made us do a project where we had to pick something it was a sociology class and she told us we had to pick something that went against everything we believed in right so if you were pro-vaccine you could look up something about anti-vaxxers if you were pro-choice you did something on pro-life you know those kind of things so so what i really liked about the the project in of itself is that it forced us to get uncomfortable you know so it forced us to see and and research and look into what other people who disagree with what we're thinking, you know, are thinking and where they're getting their sources from and their resources from and looking those things up. It also helped us form better arguments for our own beliefs because we then had that knowledge, you know, of saying, oh, this is where you got your resource from. Well, I looked at it and this is what I've gotten and it contradicts what that said. You know, let's talk about it. You know, and allowing us to have those conversations, you know, goes into my last point here is the whole love your enemies ideology. Um, and especially I know for Christians, this is a big one. And for people in general, I mean, it's really hard to to not, you know, hate and just feel anger and, and resentment towards people that you don't like. And it's, it's hard to love them. Um, you know, so I, I acknowledge that that is a hard, hard thing to do. It is very uncomfortable it's not fun nobody wants to to love somebody that's hurt them or you know even show the smallest bit of kindness and respect but that those are forms of love you know and acknowledging that somebody is a human and they did hurtful things but also acknowledging that you're human you don't need to to you know continue on with that person in life that's okay and just acknowledging that you're both going to make mistakes, but you both deserve that kind of kindness and respect 
that you want from others, they want that too. You know, you both deserve that. We all deserve that. Nobody deserves to have their life ruined over a mistake they made at 16 or even yesterday. You know, it's hard. Life is hard and we're just learning and we're growing and growing and we're just doing the best we can with what we have and what we know. You know, if we knew everything, John Bellion said it greatly. If I knew everything, I guess he wouldn't be God. And I'm kind of thankful that I, I don't know everything because it must be a really hard job to have. And yeah, I just, I wanted to go on here and talk about this because it was something that was weighing on, you know, my mind a little bit this week of, I'm so afraid sometimes, you know, I, I didn't post, I want to do this podcast for like a year now, right? And I didn't do it because I was very afraid, you know, that I might say something that somebody wouldn't like and then I would be canceled, right? So how fitting is it that the second episode is about cancel culture? And I did that kind of on purpose too, because like, you know, if I get canceled for this, I get canceled for it and that's okay because... I know there are people out there that are in my life that are going to know that I'm more than this podcast, that I'm more than, you know, if I say something insensitive, that they're going to be able to say, hey, you know, this didn't sound quite right. I don't think you meant it this way. You might want to address it, you know, and I take that and I value those things, right? And I value the people that do that in a nice way, in a way that's helpful to me to help me grow and you know, not just hurt me and make fun and point out and humiliate. You know, I think we all need to to approach things like this from the mentality of, I'm trying to help you, you know, so that you don't make these mistakes. I'm trying to, to save you from, you know, that kind of hurt and that pain. And I think, you know, I encourage everybody to just kind of go with that mentality of treat others the way you want to be treated, kindness, respect. We're all going to make mistakes, so just already accepting that people are going to make mistakes connecting with others having good conversations honest conversations you know it's okay to say i disagree with that and here's why but you also have to then listen when they say i disagree with that and here's why and you don't have to agree agreeing to disagree is one of my favorite things sometimes because it's just saying you know what we see it different we see it differently but i agree that you're allowed to see it that way and i agree that you know i'm allowed to see it this way and all right then you know, there's no forcing one to be right and one to be wrong or, you know, nobody likes to be forced into something. I know I don't. I hope, you know, somebody can also agree on that. But that's really all I have today on that episode. I'm wishing you all the best, the happiest. You know, it's getting colder, so I hope everybody's staying warm. And I hope, you know, as we continue on in, in our world and with the corona and politics and society even, you know, that we can just keep having these conversations, keep being kind. As Harry Styles says, you know, treat people with kindness. I'll see you guys next time.